and welcome. Raise your inner game today. This is David Levin with Mental Game Monday for Monday, August 23rd, 2021. So, what things were lifting me up and weighing me down this week? Not that long a list, really. Another one of those, I suppose, just normal life kind of weeks. Little of this, little of that. So, I want to start with the gravity version. What was weighing me down this week? I didn't really have much. Here's one. And uh, so, Peter and I had gone to a store in La Crosse to shop for. We're going to a wedding this week out in Montana, and we needed some, you know, wedding-ish clothes, etc. So he and I drove over there to Men's Warehouse to do a little shopping. And we walked into this store, and I just casually glanced at this mirror I walked by, and I was just shocked, truly shocked, at how, uh, let's just say, scruffy and off-putting. <laughs> I was just shocked at how bad I looked. The shirt I had on was wrinkled. I was about four or five days from my last shave. I had this baseball cap I tend to wear, which is actually quite nasty looking, and I don't really notice that. So, you know, around town, I, I don't get out of the house that much. I don't engage with people that much. I don't think about it all that much, obviously. But they're walking into, you know, a relatively nice clothing store and just looking in the mirror. It's like, oh, my God, that's horrible. That's awful. I'm embarrassed about that. So, you know, on the one hand, you'll say, okay, that's just being vain. And, of course, it is. But I don't know. I mean, with Raise Your Inner Game, kind of at the heart of it, I talk about are you being the person you want to be? When you get pulled down to the lower levels, the reason, I mean, separate from the actual practical reason, that's not what you want, is just your sense of yourself and pride and uh, you know the effect on other people and all that stuff. You just don't want to be that person. And getting clear about that is a really good motivator to me for doing the work of lifting yourself up and being the kind of person you do want to be. Well, this feels a lot like that to me. I mean, yes, again, you can dismiss it to a certain extent by saying, oh, it's just vanity. But the reality is I look in the mirror and I'm like, no, no, uh -uh. <laughs> that is not the person I want to be. That is not the impression I want to give from my own sense of how things are and my own standards and my own expectations and preferences, is that the impression I want to give? It is not. <laughs> and so why not choose to give the impression I do want to give, right? I will feel better on many, many levels if I sort of up my game in that realm. I start paying attention to it more and do more to make sure that I present myself in a way that I feel good about. So there you have it. <laughs> and, you know, it also ripples out a bit too the other people in your life, right? I mean, I'm there with Peter. How does he feel about how I look? How does how I present myself reflect on other people in my life? I don't know. It really jumped out at me. I mean, I, I really was. I'm not exaggerating when I say I was shocked. Just for whatever reason, I just have not been giving it the attention that uh, it apparently deserves. So, all right then, there's that one. So the flip side of that, um, same story, 
is just going shopping with Peter. It's really fun. I've, I've mentioned this a few times lately, and it just continues to be the case that when I get out with our kids, and, and it's not even just necessarily out, when I do things with our kids, that I get a chance to see them getting more and more grown up and rising into that sort of just bigger place, you know? It's just really fun for me in a deep, deep way. So with Peter, we were shopping for men's clothes, and I genuinely needed him there to help me choose and make decisions. He has a very uh, specific eye for things like that. I think he has a good eye, and he cares, and it was fun to just be there and do that together. It really was. Uh, And then a similar um, experience was also shopping with Francis. We were just at the grocery store, but we don't actually go to the store very often together. And it again, it just struck me as really lovely and fun to just be there and engage at a more grown-up sort of level. I just love it. It really lights me up. Another example with her this week, kind of similar, but uh, I was we're in that evening period where we kind of tend to do our own things. And I had just sat down to watch uh, a show I've been watching. And she comes up and basically invites me to play cards with her instead, play Uno. And of course, I couldn't say no to that. But that's another great example. When you're playing a game like that with your kids and they're old enough to be at a peer level, if not even better at it, it is just so great to engage in that different way and to see them, again, getting closer and closer to being their adult self. Just love it. You talk about the definition of level four triggers in the Raise Your Inner Game vernacular are things that pick you up into that, you know, place where you just feel great. (laughs) That's a classic one there. All right, so there was that one. And the last one, this one, I don't know if this is going to come off right. (laughs) But um, for some reason, I had one of my songs off my last record stuck in my head for a couple of days. It's called Lisa. And it is a very strange little number. It's sort of country-esque, at least in its, uh, you know, instrumentation and the feel. You can kind of hear it that way, especially compared to my other stuff. And it is absolutely a, you wouldn't really call it a comedy song because that brings up a whole nother sort of piece in mind. But it's definitely a tongue-in-cheek, sort of sarcastic, sort of satirical piece. And it's kind of hooky. (laughs) So I had it stuck in my head. But here's the thing that lifted me up and the part that I'm not sure how it'll come off. Um, But the the truth is, I just love it. I just love that song. I actually listened to a few. There's three or four songs in a row on that record that I just love them. I just think, oh my God, that was a great piece. (laughs) And that is, at least for me as a writer, that's really the standard. Um, and it's easy to do this, I think, with songs. Well, let me say what it is first. It's if the piece makes sense in and of itself, if it has integrity, if the the music and the melody and the tone and the lyrics all work together so it's successful piece. You know, whatever idea was in it, whatever I was trying to get across in that one or whatever I was shooting for, if the song did it, that is success for me. And, you know, I mean, there's obviously some mix in there because I love it, but especially with the song Lisa, pretty much no one else did. (laughs) I think it was because it was so far outside of my normal sound. They just couldn't take it seriously. So there's always that sort of, you know, 
the, the kind of the disappointment in there, I guess, just as a creator. Oh, nobody else really liked that one. But when you can listen to it again and come back to it and go, okay, yeah, but I really do. Uh, that's about as good as it gets, you know, again, for uh, my sense of what it's like being a creator. Of course, you'd like things to be more uh, officially successful and get more response and resonance with people. But at the end of the day, like if I had two songs I was listening to and one, you know, had done really well and I was embarrassed by it and another one uh, didn't really do anything and I loved it, that would be the one that made me feel good, big picture and pride in my craft and all that. So, yeah, no doubt about that. So it's just kind of fun to think about that for me anyway, you know, to, to look back. That record is, gosh, it's over 10 years old now and it's the last one I did. And it didn't do that well. And that was a big, big part of what maybe decided it was okay to be done now with music, you know, which was a pretty big thing for me, like the biggest thing ever, because up until that point, uh, that was my core identity. And I got to that point where I was like, you know, it really is okay to be done now. It really makes a lot of sense. It is time to turn the page. But it's really nice for me now to be able to go back to that and listen to the material itself and still feel proud of it, you know, just feel good about it on every metric you could have short of uh, official success. That's still okay, you know, honestly. And, you know, you could make a case that it's probably in some ways better. I mean, there's so many stories about what people's lives are like, the actual day-to-day life, their connection, their sense of being anchored and having purpose, for people who are more successful in the arts or any sort of high profile like that, sports too. And, you know, the truth is it's not that great. I mean, I think maybe the trade-off I ended up with was pretty great because my life is remarkable now. And I've still got this work I can look back at and just feel really, really good about. So that is a whole lot about me. But (laughs) anyway, it was fun for me to sort of dig in there again and be reminded again of uh, how much I enjoy that work and feel good about it and all that so that is the end of my story for this week i hope you're having a good week we have a trip coming up this week um i'll tell you about it next week i guess (laughs) because i'm guessing it's going to be a good mix of both hope your week is excellent and wonderful and everything like that (laughs) and i'll talk to you again next week